1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince dot com slash upgrade for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on Monday, the eighth of June. Yes, that's right. We come to you at seven AM every single morning here on New Zealand Sports Radio. We um making it the best way to start your day up to date with all the important sports news. Today, big week for Man City. Titans win after 364 days. Scott Dixon wins opening race of the season and Noons makes history. Um, And let's get straight into it with our football news. Um, The, and as you can see here, bringing up the Belarusian Premier League has had four, um, sorry, three games overnight. Vrbysk and Bate uh, fought out a two-all draw. Belashina lost yet again, uh, this time to Dynamo Minsk um, 0-4. And Shakator beat Energic's 1-0. That was a big, big game for um, Shakator as that saw them jump to second in the table as Energic's Dropped back down, dropped down to fourth. Um, it really has been tight at the top of the table. Um, Sluts who are now sixth at top of the table, as a torpedo, uh, Energex and Bate now are up there as well. So it's been a big old fight at the top there for those um, top places uh, and to make it into those European places. Um in not so great news though, Goriday, as you can see now have slipped down into those relegation spots. Um and uh, Donovan Brest are doing a good job there, up in uh, fifth place. Remember, um, we have a number of games um, that need to be caught up on because Minsk uh, had that uh, break or, or missed two rounds due to coronavirus in their squad. So we're looking forward to when they can play and catch up to those games. In the Premier League, they've done the latest round of coronavirus testing, uh, and there have been it's the sixth round now. Uh, and there were no positive tests from the 1,195 tests that were carried out, which is good. Um, they are testing the teams um, twice weekly. They are set to resume um, the season on the 17th of June um, behind closed doors. So, not long now, folks. Uh, in Man City, they have their Court of Arbitration Sport appeal against their ban uh, happening this week. Um, they were banned. Um, for uh, uh, or, or by the um, UEFA's club financial body uh, control body um, and fined them for, um, 30 million euros, um, saying that it committed serious breaches of the UEFA's financial fair play regulations uh, between 2012 and 2016. Uh, Man City obviously deny this. Uh, there'll be three days of uh, hearings um, over video conference this week. Uh, we're not expecting to hear the result until later in the summer. So uh, that's the European um, summer. So big, um, big one there over uh, in Europe. And we'll have to wait and see what um, what happens. And hand you over to Ashwin now, who's going to take us through our cricket update.
2: Ah, good morning, Paul, and good morning to all the viewers and listeners out there. hope you had an awesome weekend, and we're all back into it. Well, I am anyway. So as mentioned, well, not mentioned, but in the headlines today, cricketers fume over another pay dispute. Australia Cricket Association, the Players' Union there, has little confidence with the forecasting from Cricket Australia, showing a drop in revenue of almost 50%. The Players' Union are upset with the lack of details coming out of Cricket Australia. And the ACA seem confused as releases out of Cricket Australia are inconsistent with assurances that the $300 million Indian tour is 9 out of 10 likelihood of going ahead. Cricket Australia have already stood down 200 staff and are asking states to take a 25% cut in grants, a move being resisted by New South Wales and Queensland. So interesting times there in Australian cricket. As I say, I'd have to be on the Australian... Cricket Association side of confusion where when Australia, Cricket Australia have been saying about all along that India's coming, India's coming and it's going to earn them $300 million or $350 million. In further news, he got mentions on last week's episode of Swinging from the Hip at Sir Geoffrey Boycott. He is missing from the BBC commentary team this year. His contract was not renewed at the end of last summer, and at the age of 79, and after a quadruple heart bypass surgery, he would not have been able to work this summer anyway due to restrictions around COVID 19. Boycott will continue to write columns and do analysis for the Telegraph newspaper in the UK, as opposed to Telegraph newspapers around the rest of the world. And former black cap spin bowler has come out with some spin bowling advice. Yes, Gitan Patel has advice for young and up and coming spinners to bowl, bowl and bowl some more. Don't just concentrate on your net sessions. After you've done your eight overs in the nets, carry on and do some more. Spend time to learn and improve yourself, he says, and always ask if you're doing enough bowling. And this comes. This observation comes after uh, Patel actually ruff, ruffled a few feathers a few years ago when he suggested that the english spinners weren't working hard enough now you have to say that um jitan patel's on to something he's had some fantastic success in the county championship over there in the uk uh, he spent a lot of time over there and if you want to improve your own swim bowling spin bowling join us on swinging from the hip this thursday we will have Tossif sati more commonly known as taz back on this time to talk about leg spin bowling so join us on New Zealand Sport Radio on Thursday at 8 p.m. for a Leg Spin Masterclass with Taz right here on Swinging from the Hip. And that's our cricket news for today, Paul.
0: Thank you very much, Ashwin. Not just Taz, but also a regular presenter, uh, Taran the uh, leg, uh, black cap um, leg spinner. Um, so, yes, two of them, both, both of them talking about spinning there. You can't miss out our, our regular presenter, Ashwin Jeez.
2: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. How how rude of me. How rude of me. Although he keeps playing himself down, doesn't he? And we know how good he is.
0: Exactly, exactly. And uh, move on now. Thank you. Uh, Steve's going to take us through our birthdays today. Thank you, Paul. And uh, good morning, everybody, to the top of what is a
1: new week. And uh, birthdays today, the man they called Ted from Sevens Rugby to Taranaki Head Coach and finally a former Silver Fern Skipper, and that's where we're starting. Adina wilson Harper, was born this day, the 8th of June. 1979 is a former New Zealand international netball representative. She debuted for the Silver Ferns in 1999 at 20 years of age and became the team's captain in March 2005. She started her playing career as a shooter, later moving to the midcourt to concentrate on the wing attack position. Wilson, who turns 41 today, kept in the Silver Ferns from 2005 to 2007, hollowed by, by captaining the gold medal winning Silver Fern side that beat Australia at the 2006 Commonwealth Games. Wilson is the wife of former All Black Jeff Wilson. Moving on, Willie Rickards won this day the 8th of June 1984 in Rotorua as a New Zealand professional rugby union coach for Taranaki in the Mara 10 Cup after previously holding the assistant's role. Ricards, who turns 36 today, played provincial rugby for Southland Taranaki and the Highlanders. Ricards also represented the New Zealand Sevens team between 2006 and 2009. And finally, Sir Graham William Henry, KNZM, born this day the 8th of June 1946, is a New Zealand rugby union coach and former head coach of the country's national team, the All Blacks. Henry coached Wales between 1998 and 2002. He also coached the British and Irish Lions on the unsuccessful tour to Australia in 2001. Henry returned to New Zealand linking up with the Blues before taking over as the All Blacks head coach in 2004. Henry was heavily criticised for following the All Blacks quarterfinal exit at the 2007 Rugby World Cup and was controversially reappointed. He was vindicated however when the All Blacks won the 2011 Rugby World Cup and is one of the most successful coaches to have ever coached the All Blacks. On the 1st of November 2011, Henry announced he would be stepping down as the All Black coach of 140 matches in a career that involved a series victory over the touring British and and Irish Lions in 2005. Tri-Nations and rugby Rugby World Cup title well, obviously that one is in 2011, the man they call Ted turns 74 today, quite an interesting career, started his uh, coaching career at Auckland Grammar, headed across to uh, to uh, Calston Boys, was very successful there, we had a world rugby schools team and then uh, went to the university club where once again very successful before he stepped into that Auckland role and the journey began. There you go, Paul. That's it for birthdays. We'll be back shortly with all the league news and some exciting Sunday games coming right back here, right back at you shortly.
0: Paul, if you could unmute yourself. Mr. Baines. Thank you. Yes. And of course, he came back to Auckland where he won, uh, helped them uh, as a consultant to win the uh, Tank Cup uh, championship the other year. Um, as well, talking of rugby, join us this evening at eight PM uh, for the Driving Mall Show. Um, obviously, we'll be looking forward to Super Rugby, which uh, Super Rugby Aitaroa, which kicks off this weekend. Um, joining us will be Dwayne um, Poliativo, the Samoan international um, scrum half. Uh, so, don't miss out on that show this evening at eight PM. I'm going to hand you straight back to Stephen, who's going to take us through our league update. Well, thank you, Paul. Yeah, plenty of
1: uh, action in league uh, yesterday, starting with the Newcastle Knights, who proved too strong for the Canberra Raiders, 34-18 after leading 16-6 at halftime. In a keenly contested match played at Campbelltown Stadium yesterday. In the first game back since the COVID-19 enforced shutdown Newcastle fullback Kalen Ponga barely missed a beat. In his sides first half against Canberra. Ponga was at the heart of everything the Knights did right. The number one sent Bradman best over for the over the whitewash in the opening stages. Ponga skipped past outs outside of George Williams, and Curtis Scott allowed best to charge through a gap and a touchdown. Ponga added the extras and not content with just setting them up. The fullback soon got in on the act with a four pointer of his own. The Raiders responded with a converted try of their own, but it would be a penalty try wrong right at halftime that saw the Knights go in with a 10 point lead winger. Edrich Lee picked up an early try double for the Knights in the second half, with Bradman Best picking up a try. Second try to go with his first half try, but it would be the display of the Newcastle fullback that would have tongues wagging. It was just a dominant display from Kalen Ponga from start to finish. In total, the fullback finished with 165 running meters, six tackle busts, a line break, three line break assists, and three try assists to go with the four goals before a concussion check ended his night prematurely. That final score again, Newcastle 34. Canberra 18. And in the final, a Sunday game played at Suncorp Stadium between the Gold Coast Titans and the West Tigers. It would be the Titans who would come away with an amazing victory 28 23 after the sides were locked up 12 apiece at halftime. The Tigers slipped out to a 12 0 lead courtesy of two converted tries after 30 minutes, but it would be the Titans who would hit back with two converted tries of their own to go into half halftime break, all locked up. Like the first half, the Tigers came out of the blocks the fastest when Joey Leilua touched down two minutes in the second half and what people are labelling the try of the year going through 10 sets of hands and finishing with an inside kick that found Lailua. And when Dave Nofaluma plucked the high kick out of the sky to score out wide with Benji Marshall adding the extras, it would be the Tigers who would lead 22-12 at the 52-minute mark, looking good to actually pull away and take the win. But nobody told the Titans who needed to hit back and that's exactly what they did. Forward Keegan Hipgrave who had come off the bench propping off his right foot and charging over under the sticks. 22-18 with 20 minutes to go. The Titans completed the comeback when fullback Brian Kelly charged over with nine minutes to go. Unfortunately the conversion was astray with eight minutes to play. A Benji Marshall drop kick for the Tigers looked to have broke the deadlock with three minutes to go but it would be the Titans again. Brian Kelly, who would be the hero scoring the second try, that would give the Titans an amazing victory, having fought their way back into the match. Not once, but twice, taking the lead for the first time with two minutes to go. That final scoreline again, 28-23 to the Titans. And I've got to mention this, it was their first win in 364 days. And what's what a, what a way to win it, you've got to say. Absolute style. And also, if you check out the Joey Leilua try, absolutely fantastic try a lot of hail mary passes like that but all all those passes seem to stick and uh, yeah it was it was crazy good well worth the watch and um of course tonight in the final game of the round to be played tonight at bankstown stadium the two bottom teams the canterbury bulldogs take on the saint george dragons both sides looking to get their first win on the board in uh, 2020 so kickoff is at a 605 PM New Zealand time. Now, just before I run away, I'm just going to quickly go through the the uh, uh, table. Paul, Paul might even have the table uh, uh, loaded, or maybe not, but uh, I'll go off the one that I've got here. So leading the comp at the moment is the unbeaten Parramatta Eels. They're the only side that hasn't uh, faced a defeat this year. Then we've got the Knights in second place, the Panthers. The Raiders, the Storm, the Roosters, the Cowboys, and the Sea Eagles so unlucky the other night not to have uh, been uh, given a winning try. They are your top eight, and the Warriors sit down there in thirteenth place on uh, two points. That's all the league for today. But tell you what, listen out on Wednesday night for both Brad and Sanjay, and uh, they will decipher all the action um, that's uh, coming up in uh, the uh, NRL, as we see the, uh, the the table up there. Really quite interesting. Uh, just something interesting there, Paul, in and around the, uh, the Warriors. They only have uh, 66. Looks like it might be 42 points they've actually scored. So some real issues in and around try scoring. They've only scored uh, uh, four tries this year. So that's a real issue for Steve Kearney and his uh, charges. Just not getting enough... Uh, points at the minute, and when you think about it in this competition, they've actually been nilled a couple of times, so uh, worrying times. But like I say, I think both Brad and Sanjay will have this when they uh, when we see them on New Zealand Sport Radio, 8 pm this Wednesday.
0: They you, Stephen. Yes, I mean, uh, defensively, with only 66 points given away, that would put them in the top eight, but having only scored 24 points, um, the Warriors are equal to. With lowest scorers, bulldog the bulldogs and the bulldogs have got to play an extra an extra game. So you're right, yes. Scoring has been the problem for uh, the uh, for the warriors this season that they're going to need to sort out. Moving on, then see you to, tomorrow, everybody. Moving on then to um, motor sports um, news, and Scott Dixon won the opening round of the IndyCar Championship um, there. Uh, re- or, they're all reorganized um, schedule means they're just going to miss two races. Um, some venues are not going to be included, but they're just two races down on their normal season. Um, it's going to include three double headers uh, in that, uh, and a big change to race weekend because all the um, practice, qualifying, and the race are all taking place on the same day. So a different challenge for the uh, for, for for the teams on race day uh, and it did lead to um, coming over the microphone when they, when uh, the poll sitter was, uh, was, was one, uh, his team got told no high fives quick. We need to get ready for the next piece. There is no time to celebrate uh, in between. So, um, but congratulations, Scott Dixon, who qualified second on the table, sorry on the table, second on the, on the, on the uh, grid um, and came through to win the race. Um, this is his, uh, 47th uh, victory um, in IndyCars uh, and his 18th season that he has raced in and won a race, which equals him with A.J. Foyt's record. Uh, so can he stick around another season and take it to 19 seasons with a win and become the all time leader in that? Um, definitely one of the greats of IndyCar racing um, is our Scott Dixon. So congratulations to him and. Uh, a couple of yellow flags tightened up the field a couple of times, uh, but he managed to pull away um, and win it. He had the fastest lap um, in qualifying, uh, so clearly, uh, sorry, in practice, not in qualifying. He got second fastest qualifying. Um, so clearly, he is uh, has got a good car um, and has come out of lockdown in some very good form. He led for 157 of the 200 um, uh, of the 200 laps. Moving over to UFC uh, and Amanda Nunes um, had an impressive uh, points victory uh, over her um, uh, in in her fight uh, in the and she became the first UFC fighter ever to defend two championship belts whilst actively holding the titles in both weight classes. Um, so a very impressive uh, um, win win in that featherweight con. Um, fight over felicia spencer um so yes congratulations to her now question marks as to is there anybody who can stand against her in those two divisions who will she fight next but yes definitely going down uh as um, perhaps the greatest female nna fighter of all time in the ufc um the uh and this was in about oh, well, this was in ufc 250. Uh, which was held in Vegas. Yes, they're back there now, um, it being being held there. Um, after the fight, though, um, a man who doesn't like to stay out of the news um, and Conor McGregor announced his retirement again um, from um, UFC. You'd know, thought he could have waited uh, and let uh, Noon have all the spotlight, but no, he decided he would uh, step in um and said that he has uh, retired from fighting um so i mean it had also been talked that he wanted to do another boxing match but it looks like that's not going to happen um so yes uh the he did retire before um and uh when he was uh when the reports he was under investigation for sexual assault um but uh, he says time will tell on that uh, and uh, those still have got to be uh, of, of, of um, got to come to a conclusion you are now up to date with all the important sports news so you can start your day the best way Um, have a wonderful day folks don't forget you can download the uh, podcast just search for New Zealand Sport Radio on iHeartRadio Spotify iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and you can listen to us on your commute to work or when you're doing gardening um, or anywhere around the house